Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, December 6, 2022. Today on the Ether, mutants, updates, and unjumble talk with Uncle Davos. Let's take a listen. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hello, hello. Going well. How are you going? Good. Fantastic, Gabo. Um, yeah, all good. All good in London. Um, a little bit heartbroken today. I don't know if you have seen the Spain Morocco game. Oh, I missed it. I was uh, watching some of the Portugal game, um, which was a crazy game, crazy, crazy game. But yeah, what happened in the Spain-Morocco game? Well, um, we have made a very, very average game. They have defended, Morocco has defended like like crazy, you know, like it was 11 guys doing everything they could to actually keep Spain out of their box and and they have succeeded um the the final the the final minute in the final minute there was a shot uh to the post from spain and but they didn't score and then in the penalties um we lost the penalties were out it were appalling we um we we uh threw three penalties and we missed them all so we we're out (laughs) <laughs> it's been terrible. Oh my god, that's so dramatic! Yeah, Holy yeah. shit! Were you were you watching somewhere with some other Spaniards as well? Uh, no, I was the only Spaniard. Um, I was uh, in town hall, which is like a big, um, a big space in the office. And you know, you know, at the end, it was like we were. I, I was watching with thirty people, and they couldn't believe what they were watching. It was a, it was a good game. It was a very, very, very tense game. I love the World Cup because of that. All of the games are so incredibly tense. Yeah, it is absolutely nuts. Um, so I'm based in Australia and we got knocked out by Argentina. I know. And um, it was crazy. Like the public square we have that we usually watch these big games was too full. So they opened up a stadium and we were watching on the screens there. And, you know, there were some good moments. It was heartbreaking in the end, but. Everyone just on the edge of their chair. So, so special. Like, really, really do love the World Cup. Yeah, I think it's the only sport which is truly, truly global. And even if they're in the, the countries that it's not that, you know, that they're not um, as hardcore football fans, they're started to get into it. At least in the Web3 space, I'm seeing the guys from America suddenly joining the party, which is a, a little bit mad because I've never been like, i never seen... Uh, people from the US really enjoying it and and living it like they have done this year. I think if they get a if they manage to get a team one of these this year that gets a little bit farther, uh, they're gonna be like proper fanatics in in a few in a few years. Yeah, absolutely. Like the MLS is doing amazing things for for football in general. Um, 
super cool to see. I mean, for me, the thing is like, I wish they would expand the World Cup to more teams. Like there are so many countries that are football obsessed. Like I think about India, smaller African nations and so on. And like there are the World Cup qualifiers, I suppose. But oh, it's so heartbreaking that there are teams with such rabid fans. Um, like I saw some guys on TV um, from Bangladesh that were holding these, oh, yeah, one day Bangladesh will make the World Cup um sort of signs and uh, i just wish it were a little easier but i guess that's the thrill of the qualifying campaign you know that uh, in four years they're gonna um, they're gonna make it 48 teams it's gonna be it's gonna, exactly like you define it that's gonna happen in four years they're gonna open it to more teams and they're gonna be yeah. way more games uh i mean for people who like football it's gonna be mad <laughs> amazing and it's uh in the u.s and mexico and canada isn't it or uh, I think so. Yeah, it's in three countries. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dope. Yeah, I am very, very keen for that. Um, I wanted to say hi to the magic man. How's it going, Tony? You okay? Oh, going well. Going well. And I totally agree with you. I do hope they will expand the World Cup in the future. I have a dear friend from Wales, and he was telling me this is the first time in like 70 plus years that Wales made the World Cup. Yes. So it's just huge for them. And in the U.S., uh, soccer, as we call it, is is really catching on. And um, I do. I'm a huge American football fan. That's number one in the states right now. But I see a time in the future because of the concern about concussions and injuries. And with American football, I see a time in the future where American football takes a back seat to football or soccer, as we call it. And so, yeah, the World Cup is amazing. And um, yeah, I'm sorry about Spain getting knocked out. Uh, that would, uh, when it gets to penalty kicks, you know, it's not always the best team that wins. Anyone can win on penalty kicks. So sorry to hear about Spain. Yeah, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough. Um, it's been one of those. You know, when you lose in football, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I think the culture of football is a little bit different than than American than American football uh, because. It is, it is a little bit painful. It's, you know, how to, for you to understand it, it's how we sort of live. You know that uh, in Europe, we were always like uh, at, war with, at war with each other, with every country we fight each other. This is how we make war right now in contemporary Europe. It's just playing football. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I literally feel like someone beat, beat our country in a, in, a, in a long war and we were like going home um completely beaten by by morocco it's been very very sad in fact i i almost left before the last penalty everyone is like yeah pablo let's stay for some beers and i was like no no fucking way i have to go this is too sad (laughs) so it's this kind of this kind of deep sadness which that's why it makes it so exciting when when it happened We, we were lucky and we won it in 2010 for the first time and i remember you know um what you know uh, walking around Madrid, I was living in Spain at that time. It was so exciting. Everyone was on the street. All the traffic was, you know, no cars on the street. Everyone was walking. It seemed absolutely incredible uh, around the city. So it was, it was a, an event uh, like we haven't lived before. And that's the magic of football. It's so significant in in Europe and in many countries in the world that I would love other countries to feel it like we do. You know, Pablo, it's amazing how sports can have that impact on people. I have some friends. I used, 
I'm from North Carolina in the United States, but I lived in Illinois for about five years. And Chicago Cubs, a baseball team, they were like oh. the the lovable losers, they were called. And like for I think it was like 90 years they had never won the championship. And when they won the title, the, the Major League um, Baseball title, I think it was in 2016 or a few years back, so many Cubs fans, they cried. They said it was the best moment of their life, and they still talk <laughs> about it. So it's amazing how sports has that impact on us. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I'm, I'm glad that everyone is enjoying it. Now I'm going to support England, like the rest of my um, co-workers. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, even though I will secretly secretly uh, make fun of them if they lose. Um, but so if, if you want guys, if you want guys, uh, let let us let let's say hello. I see that one planet has um, dialed in. So hey, Edwin, how is it going? Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for having me up here. Sorry I was late. I Usually Tuesdays is uh, the day for all my calls. I got my call with Orbital Command an hour ago. We got our team meeting with One Planet later on tonight. And uh, we're doing a Twitter space with Ares Protocol, who's requesting from community funds on Terra. This just a bunch of calls today. But I'm excited to be here with you guys and continue to learn about Unjumble. Yes, um, and I'm very, very excited uh, to learn a little bit more about Unjumble. I absolutely love when uh, some of these tools come out uh, that help us to really, really engage with the community in a more meaningful way. Uh, before starting, if you don't mind, I'm going to give um, I'm going to be some some updates about mutants that people might be uh, glad to know when they hear the recording as well. So I'm. Um, I'm very, very happy. Well, I'm actually very sad because of what you what, what we have talked about, about about football. But what makes me very, very happy is that we're very, very close to announcing finally a launchpad date for Gen 2. Um, it will be very, very soon. Uh, Edwin uh, is not letting me um, give it right now, but it, it, it is very exciting because this is it's quite soon. Um, so finally, the wait is over. The launch, the launchpad is almost here. So we're going to be able to mint Gen Two finally. Um, there's a there's a slight bad news on the on the skateboard side. Uh, the guy from Gravity has just uh, confirmed that they're having a little bit of a <laughs> of a delay uh, in the delivery of the skateboards. So um, they're probably going to delay it from December to January 23, where we're going to be able to ship them. Uh, but don't worry to everyone who wants it or to anyone that holds a mutant and wants it with a discount because they will be stopped in gravity at the beginning of January 2023. So... Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be the first one in the queue to order them, to be completely honest. They're fucking awesome. And possibly the thing that makes me the happiest, we are finalizing with the guys at One Planet, um, the um, all the the the, the, the um, systems putting the systems in place for the first airdrop uh, of our um you know artist limited edition for our Generation One mutants holders, so it's gonna be our Christmas present for all our mutants holders. We're gonna uh, airdrop for free a limited edition piece by Olento. Um, Olento is an undiscovered artist that we just showcased him in our artist highlight section, 
um, and we absolutely love him. He's going to be massive. And we've been very, very lucky that he's created a limited edition piece for us uh, that will be airdrop for free to uh, our mutants uh, holders. The number of different NFTs that we're going to um, airdrop to each one is based on um, the different roles that we have in the Discord. But we're going to give some clear information uh, in the next few days. And just a, just a reminder, this is the first example of what we're saying about the possibility of owning art uh, with mutants. Um, thanks to you know all the holders getting together we can afford to get to to commission Olento to create exclusive art for us and remember that the bigger the collection gets the bigger the artists we can approach uh and and it's going to be exciting to debate in the discord um the the different artists that we love and the different artists that we will approach that will create art just for us and i think that's so exciting for the bunch of art lovers that we are uh, in Mutants. So that's um, all from us. I'm really looking forward for you to get the stage, guys, uh, and Jumble. Um, let's start talking about, about, the, about the project. Could you really give us a little bit of an, in a nutshell, uh, what Unjumble is? Yeah, I will do, but Pablo, before, before we get to that, um, that update was super cool. Like, oh. um, for me, for me, just like even, you know, of course I follow the project uh, and I would say pretty closely, but I, I only just discovered and I would love to spend just like a little bit talking about it if, if that was okay. Of course. But the flat fiction that you guys are doing is, is really, really cool. Like, <laughs> could you just sort of talk, talk about that? Because I just saw it for the first time yesterday. Uh, the, um, the, 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 flash, uh, the flash fiction that we started to do it is, it was um, ignited because um, after the terror crash, we realized that one of the things that kept people interested in mutants was uh, wasn't really uh, much more than the than the story, than the really really the the universe that we were creating. You, I don't know if you remember um, if you were at the beginning of the project, but we had so much fun in the Discord, uh, you know, giving them some names. People campaigned to for the mutants, for the ten characters to have um, different names, um, and it was a very exciting and engaging moment for the community. So uh, we decided to um, to invest a little bit more on the storytelling side of the project. Um, and therefore, we hired Alistair, which is a flash fiction writer, a very, very talented flash fiction writer, to create a weekly story uh, that is called Mutant Saga. So every every week, uh, we're all waiting about the new the new story about our ten mutants. Um, and 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 you know, it's so so exciting to see the mutants universe come to life. And we think that we already have so much um, space and so much, um, let's say, inspiration to create the new generations based on the story. Um, it's, been, it's been such a joy seeing the story grow from there. And as you can see, we saw, we're already uh, in, in chapter number 13. It is a, it is a blast seeing mutants uh, becoming like a storytelling project as we go. Oh, dude, that's so awesome. And like the opportunities to be collaborative around that and, you know, because it's a weekly cadence, there's more like time for community or it's easier for community to get involved and 
be excited and yeah. um yeah really shape the next generations yeah. together so, and Alistair has been Alistair has been gener- very generous because every you know yeah, he give us the, he gives us the chance to vote on what is going to happen on the next one and giving us some wh- where do you want it to happen who do you want it to uh, appear um do you want it to be very dark do you want it to be fun and he give he gives us some parameters and 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 then they follow so it is um the perfect sample of how uh the community is um creatively driving the collection it's very joyful to see drop by the by the um, uh the discord and um and 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 just cast your vote and talk with alastair because he he's uh an awesome guy and he's so invested now in the community um he was like saying nfts what is that and now he's just proper a proper dj <laughs> Ah, uh, you got to him. You got to him. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, I, you've got the wheels turning for me. Would love to do something fun and experimental with that. So, uh, I'll be in touch. I've already sent you a few excited Telegram messages just now in the past couple seconds uh, on things we could do. So, really looking forward to that, man. It's mm. it's super cool with that and Gen Two. So that's so cool. So nice. Thanks, man. Um. So. Let's uh, let's get back to to Unjumble and the new tool for um, uh, you know community engagement. Uh, if you can summarize a little bit the project in a nutshell, um, almost like um, you know it's going to be easy because for me. It's like I'm five; I don't understand uh, <laughs> much of the tech side of things. Um, so explain it so I can understand it, please. Sure. So we're fixing a problem that you know we found running projects that we found, you know, just in the Web3 space and interacting with online communities and creators. And I think we all have these same problems, right? There are so many platforms you have to be on. You have to be on Twitter where, you know, if you're a community, you're competing, you know, to get through across the noise. There are just so many communities and creators there, like all types of content, but it's not really built, you know, for the types of discussion and engagement that ideally communities want. And, you know, Discord can aggregate Twitter and bring Twitter in and, you know, have bots that do that. But overall, like there's still too much noise. And let's be honest, who's actively checking all of their discords for all of their projects uh, they're interested in? And, you know, are all communities and creators ready to create a Discord? Because, you know, many of them don't have one, especially the smaller ones. And it's just, hard to maintain an active discord like moderating is an art uh it can be costly as well for teams to set up so the way that we're engaging with online communities and the way that online communities are sort of engaging their audiences is just broken i think and it's not really built for web3 we're just using these web2 platforms that seek to monetize our engagement so it leads to a terrible experience. We're doom scrolling. We feel like we're drowning in notifications and it's not a pleasant experience. So what we're doing at first is creating a new touchpoint for engagement. So it starts by um, collecting, you know, from your wallet and your preferences, the communities and creators you want to follow. And it's really simple. You know, mutants is on there. People just input their Polygon wallet and automatically subscribe to the NFT communities or, you know, DAOs or whatever they're, they're, they're part of, and they can manually add them. So even if they're not 
you know, holding that token. They can still get updates from, from mutants or any other project. And it's not just NFT projects. You know, people are subscribing to DAOs, VCs, influencers, tiny artists, big artists, all types of people you can subscribe to. And what we do is we create a customized daily newsletter. So it's your it's the daily Web3 newsletter for each person. So if I'm subscribed to Dystope AI, Mutants, One Planet, uh, Polygon NFTs, and Ryan Watt, I just see curated updates just from these people, uh, these communities, really, that, that I'm part of. And so it's like a clean way to get a lay of the land and decide when you want to dive in. Because otherwise, even if I'm really excited about a project or a community, I have to scroll for ages to feel like I'm up to date and I know what's happening. So this is just a really quick and simple way to check in and, and you know, discover what's happening and decide how I want to engage. So it's putting the power back into users. You know, we're starting the newsletter. It's coming out, um, you know, tomorrow, like so late tomorrow, uh, Australia time, which is super exciting. Everyone gets their own custom daily newsletter from tomorrow. It's all free. You can sign up at unjumble.xyz right now. And we're, you know, slowly integrating more inputs. So right now we automatically take updates from Twitter. So creators and communities don't have to do anything. And then we're building ways to incentivize engagement, um, you know, and more user generated content and curation. So we're using NFTs um, in a non-financial way, a non-speculative way to really allow people to be rewarded for their content and to allow people to uh, permissionlessly reward uh, engaged users. Because let's face it, if we're a community, we want our users to be engaged and it makes sense to whitelist people that are engaged. So this, this makes it super easy for everyone. So we start as a newsletter that's coming out, more inputs are coming, and then we're slowly building up on that. So listening to our users and creating more inputs and outputs for, for content. That is, that is so, so interesting. And I, I guess when you're saying that you're developing more inputs is for, for example, um, you, you, me as a news, uh, um, that wants to know something more about this top AI, um, I would have updates from Twitter and in the future probably I would have some announcements in Discord or the the most sort of highly rated comment or the model the most uh, the comments with more with most reactions. Are, 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 are you developing this kind of sort of tools that are gonna um are gonna are gonna help me to understand what is really really happening in the in the community and around the different uh, social touch points. Exactly. So what we're building is a solution for disaggregated tooling and platforms and creating better user experience and engagement by aggregating these things as well. So our overall vision is to create an accessible and dynamic hub for social coordination for communities. Uh, and the way we're doing that is, you know, really customizable feeds. So people can select the type of content that they want to see. You know, Twitter is just the starting point. But yeah, you're completely right. Discord integration is something we'll be working on. So, you know, seeing the top posts in Discord across the communities you want to, and then deciding, um, you know, whether you go in, what you know, making sure you don't miss big announcements um, uh, are one thing. And then Overall, I think a big trend is protocols and platforms are becoming more open in Web3. 
So yesterday we had a really great chat to the team at Lens to talk about integrating Lens um, to the protocol or to our to our product. Um, you know, Farcaster. I use Farcaster a lot, um, and you know, a lot of great VCs and, and builders in Web three are on there. So integrating that to um, into our product is is definitely on the roadmap. So we want to 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 build a solution for disaggregated platforms and and really highlight the best content flexibly across communities. So definitely, definitely working on more content sources. That is absolutely fascinating, man. I absolutely, I really, really love it. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit sort of dubious of the model that we are handling right now to, to engage our communities. And I would love to have actually to, to work with you guys in order to have like a very, um, considered, um, interaction that comes from mutants for example um at least one how 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 many how many times uh, a week do you receive these updates is daily is weekly yeah so each person that signs up gets a free newsletter that's customized to them and their preferences uh monday to friday oh, um, so that we'll have at the moment and there'll be you know, we might move off a newsletter over time. We've got plans for that. Uh, we might add more customization. So if you want less or more newsletters, uh, enabling that. But yeah, what we really want to do is just put the power back uh, into users and provide more customization for users. So that's the whole aim of the game. Yeah, because at the moment, I think collections, we are um, asking a little bit too much of the users, we're asking them to to be present on Discord to really understand what is happening. And I think that's a little bit unfair. We're asking too much of them. Um, if we, if we, man, I'm, I'm sure the most of, I mean, we have to be ready for our hardcore fans to be interacting, to be like a full on community mode. But for the people who actually want to see um, an update or don't want to, and they have busy lives, you know, it's more than enough to have an, a meaningful, uh, consider interaction once a day with your uh, loved community and nothing else. And I think this is a really, really great tool to facilitate that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the whole point is like giving people the choice. Like, you know, you won't receive an update from all of your communities every day. Like um, yeah. it's created to not make you doom scroll on a solution for doom scrolling. So it's just like, curating through our algorithm and giving them a choice. So even if you are a power user or really passionate, you see something and you, you know, like, okay, I, this is where I'm going to spend my time today. Um, so it's really good for that. And I think the other thing is, um, and the other reason why we're building out this is to facilitate more engagement and curation and to reward that. So the cool thing is now in web three, like, projects are, uh, and, and NFTs are ways to distribute intangible assets and like create a marketplace for them and for IP. And so we're seeing more and more content um, created by community and more and more like meaningful, deeper content. So there are sub collections, there are people, you know, for dystopia AI that, that are selling merch using, using AI art that they generate. And nouns is a great example of like, a community really being used um, and, and creating content. So what we're trying to do is highlight that community, that content as well. So in the newsletters, it's not just official updates, but it's the great content that people are, you know, um, 
creating themselves in the community that we're really, really happy and excited to highlight too. So really building for that. And I think that's going to be a big shift um, in the next few years. That's amazing. I'm going to open the stage for a second because I'm sure, Tony, you really want to ask some questions too. Sure. First of all, Pablo, I wanted to say I'm so excited about what's going on with your project. The Mutants is moving forward. And, you know, this announcement about the upcoming Mint for Generation 2 for the Mutants. So excited for your project. I love your art. I wish I, I, wish I was a skateboarder. I see Manny in the space, <laughs> our, our marketer, head of our marketing. He's a great skateboarder. I wish I could, but I would just love to own one of your skateboards. The art is just unbelievable. And, and just really excited. I, as David mentioned, I love the flash fiction that you unveiled yesterday on Twitter. I wasn't aware of all that. And it's just so exciting to see all this going on with your project. So congratulations to you and to Mutants. Very excited. And David, I love Unjumbled. I know that uh, there's been a, a collaboration with Unjumbled, uh, Unjumbled and also One Planet. And you mentioned uh, content creators, getting them involved in your algorithm. How does that work? I know you have like different projects that people can subscribe to and get in, into their feed, but how would it work with individual uh, content creators in your algorithm? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is the cool thing for projects that are um, distributing IP and like really, and even regardless, like I think um, part of why Web3 is so cool and why NFT projects or DAOs are so cool is, you know, it's really up to the community to shape projects. There's, you know, a lot of voting. It's them creating cool art and taking projects uh, in ways that the projects themselves never expected and, you know, the project wanted to enable. So I think the way, the way it'll work from day one, so from, you know, tomorrow, is you can subscribe to Mutants, for example, and we will from day one take, you know, tweets from Mutants, mentions of Mutants, uh, retweets by Mutants. So that's also highlighting, um, you know, people that are tagging Mutants and doing some fan art. And our algorithm, you know, tries to support these content creators that are outside the community or, or in the community and outside the project um, that are contributing to sort of the community. Uh, so we'll do that from day one. The other things that we're rolling out are the engagement protocol. So essentially, it's for those that curate content, so tag great mutants content um, to be put in our newsletter or create content that's put in our newsletter, they get rewarded uh, with points and are able to level up um, to, to be recognized for their engagement. And it's no silly tokens or no speculative tokens. It's just a way to measure like how engaged a user is so that the projects themselves can reward them and they unlock more features within Unjumble, so more customization and so on. So really, it's just like going about it in a multi-pronged approach. Like the first is incorporating community content into the feeds automatically. And then the next is manual um, curation and rewarding of um, you know, um, user-generated content as well. Um, I think more and more communities are starting to develop archetypes for licensing. Andreessen Horowitz released like a really great um, set of license agreements for NFTs that you can just put into metadata 
So more and more people will have more certainty around what they can and can't do with projects IP. And I think more and more like user-generated content, sub-projects and so on uh, will really start to take off. Like my favorite projects are those that I can buy, you know, this NFT and I own the IP uh, associated with it. I can decide to use it in anything I want. So like I might have commercial exclusivity. And I think that's a model that's going to get more and more popular. And, you know, that's one of the theses uh, that we're, that we're sort of using behind our building of Unjumble. That's really cool. So an example, I like to follow NARB trading just for like a lot of the business side of what's going on with Polygon. Could I, with my Unjumble feed, have his content included? Yeah, absolutely. So from day one, um, a bunch of like based on your wallet. So things that have tokens associated with them. So NFTs, DeFi tokens, DAOs, like they're automatically added if for Polygon and ETH wallets. Um, that support is coming to other blockchains, you know, over time. But in the Unjumble signup, you can manually add communities and manually request to add communities. So we've got a big list of, you know, top influencers, projects, um, you know, uh, podcasts, VCs and so on that you can subscribe to. But if they're not on um, that list, you can just request to add them. And if enough people request to add them, we just add them. Like it's, it's open in that way. Like we want to make sure that, you know, whether it's a big or small creator, they all have the opportunity to, um, you know, get this new touch point. So absolutely, you can follow NARB Trading. Just request it in the sign up and um, we'll add it. That's really cool. Really love what you're doing. Appreciate this initiative that you have started. It's um unbelievable. Really needed. Appreciate the love. Yeah, like we're really keen as well, I should mention, to to work with projects to to make sure that our, our product's actually useful for them. So, you know, as well as big partnerships um, and, and, you know, collaborations we're working on with people like Lens um, and integrations like that at a protocol level, I'm really keen to to make sure we're supporting smaller creators. So even if you're just getting started and, you know, you only have a few loyal fans, the beauty of Web3 means you can do more with, with you know, less sort of. So it's like 100 loyal fans um, because of what you're able to do, how you're able to monetize and, you know, build engagement. Um, you can do so much more um, than you could in Web2. And so we're, we're just trying to build something that really levels the playing field and democratizes engagement away from, you know, attention, attention manipulating uh, that we're currently seeing. That's, um, that's very, very interesting. And I completely um, agree uh, on what you said about, about, you know, smaller projects are, it's not an, it's not as important. Uh, it's all about engaging, you know, engaged um, supporters. Um, we are experienced exactly that with mutants after the crash. Um, we were completely devastated. The community was um, very, very hurt. And you, you realize that the, 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 the people that really stay there, that people who become your hardcore supporters, the collection, the real collection lovers are the ones who, who lift you up uh, and will make the collection successful again. And I think I, I complete, it completely resonates with me what you just said about the 
they 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 keep everyone in engaged and um, yeah that's it's amazing and, and jumble is another platform to actually achieve that yeah i mean there are so many communities doing cool things there are so many creators uh that are doing cool things um you know you, essentially what you're doing is like putting these digital assets out there in the world and often giving people a way to use these intangible assets um, to create their own things, uh, to, to go out and really use the, the skeleton of what you've created to make something their own. Community really do make, um, you know, these projects um, and initiatives and entities their own. So we're just trying to enable that um, and, you know, highlight the great things that are happening across communities. Yeah. Is this something? Just a question. Is, this is almost sorry for for this. This is almost like a backend question, uh, Davo. But um, is this something that you have? Um, is this is a, a parallel project that you are creating apart from from this topai, or um, is this something that you started with this topai and now you are um, is taking a life of, of its own uh, and you are making a little bit more about it yeah so it's, it's a completely separate um product and a completely separate um thing to dystope ai so like we're we're involved in setting it up but it's not just us um from dystope ai dystope ai absolutely like it's a crunch time right now so um still getting ready to release our new roadmap still um you know collaborating still developing new AI art tools as well um, and, and 3D tools as well. So that's absolutely still happening. Uh, it's just, yeah, Unjumble is a separate thing that I'm involved with that we're really looking to solve problems for communities, you know, in Polygon NFTs. And the cool thing is, um, you know, because I'm involved, uh, I can really test things out and make sure that um, we're using things and creating things that can be helpful to dystope AI as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think I think some um, some projects are starting to really, um, let's say, create some tech for themselves and then white label it and sell into another project, and that has been proven a very very successful revenue um, revenue system for some. Uh, I'm thinking ex ex right now with you know about D gods and youths um, uh, that created Dust Labs to actually um, sort of outsource this not outsource sorry white label their their uh, tech to other projects and it's been quite successful. Um, but I, I I love that you are creating that uh, apart from the collection and then adapting it to to be useful for it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think. You know, certain communities um, do it in different ways. Yeah. I really love, um, yeah, I think what, what D-Gods is doing is, is incredible, like with their proof of work sort of system uh, that they've released publicly. And then I think the, the whitelist mechanism as well, super cool. Um, that's, yeah, it's really interesting. Like I think people are building novel things and like, in our tech stack, like there are so many customized things we've done with AR and 3D. Um, I think those are the big ones. And like integrating that with AI as well is something we do that, you know, people are really interested in. And we do 
you know, a lot of the time just for free with collaborations that we think are really cool. Like, um, you know, for you guys, for the mutants, like we'd be obviously happy to, to do something that we think is creative and cool. So it's a passion project for us. The other thing I quickly wanted to mention is just like the creative commons and open source um, frameworks that some projects are using to, um, you know, uh, proliferate their tech stack as well. And I think a really great model for people to check out is Nouns and how they're opening up not just their assets and the IP of the Nouns themselves, but also the underlying tech with NounsDAO and, um, you know, the prop house and how voting on initiatives works, how, um, you know, doing a one NFT for a, de- a day all on chain with bidding. Like you can set that up in minutes now. Um, I think. The composability um, aspect of, of things is really cool. Uh, I think that open sourcing is super cool, is super common in Web3, which makes it easier to bootstrap uh, and create communities and go deeper. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to more projects doing that as well. Um, yeah, you have mentioned one of my favorite projects as well, Nouns. I think they, they are doing absolutely great. When I heard about one character minted a day, via our auction i was like oh god that's genius <laughs> i love what the the the, the is so the the the, com- the community the web3 community is just full of some great ideas i'd love to be here absolutely yeah like they're a cool crew as well like there are a bunch of australians um oh really uh, yeah there are a bunch of australians in the dow and like met up with a few of them the other week and doing some really cool projects. I think the sub projects or the now niche projects that come out of it are super cool just because of the open way that their license, their IP works, you know, it's all creative commons. So really, really cool community. Uh, and we've taken a lot of inspiration and learned a lot of lessons just, um, you know, from them. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I think, I think this has been such an useful, uh, explanation double from um, uh, on on your side to really for us understand what's useful for the user and what's useful for the f- project founders because you know I already want to talk to you later <laughs> about how, could, how can we make this very 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 significant for mutants and and how can we tailor it to to our uh, for our um, supporters and for them to really, really have a summary of what is happening in the project. Um, so this this has been such a great session. I'm going to open the stage to some of the some of the listeners. Uh, if anyone wants to ask a question, um, PS Labs is here as well. Edwin, you haven't been able to talk yet because we can't stop talking. If you want to, uh, um, if if you want to ask something, please. The floor is yours. Yeah, just the the comment that I wanted to make is that as one thing that I've seen working with a lot of different projects through One Planet is everybody is fighting for that attention at the end of the day, right? Everybody has their own roadmap, their own vision, their own art, their own team. Everybody is just building and, and trying to bring in people into their community, not just have an audience, right? But that funnel of, of like, how can you get the word out of what you're making to as many people as possible? And then how can you hook them? How can you bring them into your community so that you can actually explain in detail and talk to them every day and invite them into 
your your own kind of engagement campaigns right through uh through games or or through storytelling or through uh just different experiences right but that funneling is still something that every project is trying to figure out and i think that we're seeing different tech stack being created and, and still in, in the web3 environment like how do we connect wallets uh, and that kind of uh, identity to um to a community um right so we've seen recently crew crew three i'm not sure if you guys have seen that but it's it, it's uh pretty innovative uh as far as i can see it uh we have also uh rev.gg which is another like co-op platform uh and then here with on jumble right just kind of customizing the uh, announcements that a project makes so that you you don't kind of get uh, as you said, like doom scrolling and, and get lost in all the information that's out there that you even forget why you started to look at Twitter in the first place. So I think for me, that's the fun part right now, just seeing all of these different um, projects trying to figure out how to make it easier for, for people to get what they want, essentially. So uh, I'm also just curious to see how it works. And, um, you know, if you have a dashboard, you know, just how that, how it's going to how the user experience is going to be to play with that right and customize your own feed absolutely no super well said edwin and yeah i think you've you've summarized um part of the problem that we're really looking to solve and i think a ux that really allows for more customization um and and like you know allows you to really control your own attention uh is what we're looking to build and there are mockups already on our website, um, so unjumble.xyz, uh, of what that um, feed and dashboard will look like. And then, um, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think part of what we're doing is using the newsletter to socialize the concept of um, deep user customization, and then over time, um, release those, those more powerful dashboards as well. Cool. We've got PS Lebs. How are you going? Hey. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me up. This is a really nice product, at least design-wise so far. I haven't. I wasn't here for the whole conversation, so I don't know. Um, basically, because I wasn't here for the whole conversation, I, I know it's maybe a bit selfish, but um, just for me, could or like others to listen later, I guess. Could you explain? I. I like I, I can see Unjumble's sort of like um, sort of like a community mailing system. I'm aware of like companies like Mailchimp. How is Unjumble different to Mailchimp? Is there like a different method of onboarding and communication uh, involved? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a great question. Um, so the product itself from tomorrow, the product we're launching with. Uh, is a customizable newsletter, not that a community creates, but that a user actually selects. So the user can actually specify, hey, I want to spe like follow PS Labs. I want to follow this NFT pro project, this podcast, this VC. And instead of getting one newsletter for each of them, we're aggregating and curating with our algorithm the top uh, updates and co top content across the communities they've subscribed to on Unjumble. So it's it's not something that other out-of-the-box platforms can offer. It's a different type of email that we've 
mostly have to build from scratch. Like it's custom code that we're using in the back end to, to produce this. Um, and I think it, it, it almost harkens back to the early days with RSS. The only problem is RSS really can't do um, things at the same scale uh, and, you know, the tools and platforms needed um, and content sources that we use in Web3. Um, there's no way to use really on-chain data um, with RSS and you hit you hit limits with API calls and, and, and so on if you're using those platforms. So, so, so is really... this one... So, sorry, I'm just... Um, so is anything on this on-chain? How does is it is it an app or are they receiving it as an email or or all of them? Yeah, so at launch it'll just be the email that they're receiving. That's our first product, uh, and then over time um, we're including more inputs into that. So essentially, you can like sort of the more technical answer is we're building this backend which has a bunch of uh, data sources going in across communities. Uh, and Twitter is just the first input we're using just because of the range of content that comes across Twitter and the types of communities that are using Twitter. It's more diverse than, you know, if we were pulling from elsewhere. The other types of inputs we're using and we're working with partners like Lens uh, and, you know, Farcaster and so on to, to integrate those as sources of content. Uh, but then for sure, like on-chain data isn't the source. And so, from the get-go, we use wallet inputs to, you know, automatically subscribe you to the communities attached to your wallets. Uh, and then from there, it's just expanding um, expanding how that all works, right? So, like, um, so the types of content. So, right now, it's Twitter. But then for a community you subscribe to, you can get highlights of on-chain data floor NFTs or like, you know, trading volume and so on uh, and have it so you specify that. So that's the way it'll work initially just in the newsletter. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, this is one of those moments where I did have a question and I, and I totally forgot what it was. Um, oh, it was something, oh, that's it. Is there a sort, so from the creators or project perspective is there a way of looking at your metrics of how your how your announcements and tweets are performing in terms of like are they opening it are they reading it um you know how quick are they reading it are they replying to it and stuff like that are, are those built into it yet i'm sure you got it planned if it's not but i'm just wondering if it's there already yeah, things like click-throughs. Um, so we'll embed, so from day one, we embed tweets and, you know, we'll also embed other sources over time. And yeah, we can see, um, you know, what people click on um, and, you know, what, how many people click on a given link. And that's the sort of, that's the sort of reason why, and that's the sort of thesis behind why we're building this. Like at the moment, you know, for projects, like yourselves and any other NFT project, you're on Twitter, you're on Discord, you've got marketplace analytics, um, but the disaggregation in tooling and platforms, and this is just going to get worse because, you know, you're going to sign up to Lens, you're going to sign up to Farcaster and other sort of tools. Um, it's, it's, it's just creating not, not only poor user experience and a poor marketing funnel for us all, but it's also creating 
disaggregating disaggregated analytics. Like it's really hard to see like where your community is most active with precision. What are the types of posts that work well? Um, incorporating user-generated content into that. So absolutely, like one of the reasons where bringing together disaggregated tooling is for better analytics and to support um, creators and communities to uh, build engagement. At the moment, like we will be able to do ad hoc sort of analytics of click-through rates and so on, but um, it's definitely a focus area um, as, as we move forward. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll last question, and, and then I'll let someone else ask some questions if they if if there's any. I'll, I'll, what's the sort of model? Is there going to be like a sort of a freemium uh, style model to this? I, I, obviously, I think right right now you're you're sort of rolling out free just to you know build up the or like users, and but I'm wondering down the line if there's a plan for like some sort of freemium model or is there like subscription just um yeah what are your plans down the line for projects who get involved with this yeah for sure so right now it's completely free both for users and communities and i think the way it will need to work is for communities to be subscribable on unjumble like that's free i think you know, and, and we're running this as an experiment and really listening to users and communities and creators to see what's most valuable for them. And so we'll always have this free option uh, just because we really believe that this is a tool that is useful, um, especially in Web3 and especially with the social media landscape and tooling landscape we're seeing. So it'll always be free. I think like to speculate on, um, you know, different methods of you know providing um providing revenue to us so we can you know continue continue building this um it's it's most likely going to be that sort of freemium model whether it's to users or communities or um you know both find it useful so both would pay for a freemium model we just have to listen to communities and users um already what we're seeing is um a preference for more communities to, to be added to the newsletter so you can subscribe and see more each day or more customization in how often you see things. Uh, so more or less newsletters um, over the week. Like these are things that um, certain users want to pay for, but, you know, not every user needs, right? So it's like that delineation between, um, you know, power users and people that want customization. Um, the approach we're using is modular, so it's like the types of inputs as well. Um, we can we can look at um, we can look at sort of changing approaches for, but I think as you sort of asked in, you know, we we sort of discussed in your previous question, this is really really useful for creators and communities. Marketing tech is terrible. Like I think if the 2010 was the decade of like fintech, really, like I could, I could see the 2020s being AI based contextual marketing and marketing tech in general. Like it's really hard to get analytics across platforms. And I think our approach and the way we're embedding user generated content and creating that different touch point uh, gives us a really unique solution for communities and creators to automatically distribute their content at a different touch point, but also see how that performs um, and 
you know, adapt and improve as a result. So I think, you know, we, we want to create something that's free uh, and useful for users, free and useful for communities. But um, of course, like to grow, uh, we might see that communities want to pay for more analytics, for example. And uh, it's just a process of experimenting, really listening to people and then uh, figuring out how we can do that for them. Cool. Um, oh, sorry, I just wanted to say thank you so much for answering my questions, man. Uh, yeah, Pablo, all you, dude. Um, thank you, David. Um, so we are approaching uh, an hour already here. It's been uh, absolutely amazing to know a little bit more about the new Unjumble project. And I'm very, very, very interested. If um, there's no one else wanting to ask a question to Dabo, I think there's a new, there's a, there's a question from uh, Tony. Yeah, go on, Tony. Oh, requested. Yeah, Sorry. well, Tony comes up. Yeah, thanks so much for the questions. Um, we'll get mutants up there, PS labs, labs up there for communities, your communities to have a different touch point. Uh, pretty easy to set up, all automatically pulled, so no work from you guys. Uh, and yeah, keen to work closely to to figure out how we can customize it for your needs, just because we're in that um, really fun product development phase where it's making sure that what we're creating is useful and unique. So happy to work with you guys and with any user, any community. It's all free. You can sign up at an unjumble.xyz. That's fantastic. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Um, I think uh, Terra Spaces is here, so probably... Um, we're going to have this recorded uh, for posterity and for anyone to listen to it whenever they want it. So it's been so nice. I want to wish you all a uh, good night or good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And, and let's stay in touch. Pablo, can I say something right before yes. we close? Of uh, course. Devo. Go, go, go on, Tony. Wow. Sorry. I really enjoyed learning more about Jumbo. And we really appreciate Edwin. He's really the and for many of us was our entry into one planet ecosystem I'm meeting him and I really appreciate all he does and he he organizes the weekly spaces and we're excited Edwin can you tell them about what we're starting tomorrow I'm so excited about it with the landing yeah the goal with the twitter space that we're going to start doing is to just open it up a bit more we still want to have one that is focused for the projects that are within the One Planet ecosystem, like doing AMAs and highlighting them for their launch pad and things like that. Um, but we also wanted to have another broad one where we can invite more community members and uh, projects that uh, are just building and, and also to discuss just recent topics that are going on within Polygon. Like another recent highlight was Reddit and NFTs continuing to bump up in uh, minted and, and wallets created and all that. So just to, to have a, a different kind of uh, conversation in that Twitter space. So we will have the first one tomorrow. Uh, we have Cypher Wars here. Uh, I, I think you, uh, you, you you were confused on the date, uh, Uh Sorry about that if I didn't communicate properly, but it's tomorrow at uh, 11 p.m. UTC. And Narv's also going to be one of the weekly guests. And so super excited about that learning more about the Polygon um, community as a whole. So it's really exciting.
Yeah, that's amazing. I will, I will, I will try to be there. Um, it's always a terrible time for London, <laughs> but I will try to be there. Um, that's amazing. Anyone you want to say? In, um, anything else you want to say, guys? No, just wanted to say, um, love chatting. Um, feel free to DM at any time. Check all the DMs. And yeah, the updates from One Planet and Mutants. It's going to be a busy and fun December. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, really, really keen. And we'll get in touch with everyone we spoke to here to, to keep working together. Yeah, it's cozy here. Now, uh, there's not many people in bear market. It will get a little bit busy at some point. So we have to be ready. Um, it's been so good, guys. I want to wish you all um, amazing, um, amazing week. And we'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. Catch you guys. Bye. Thanks, Pablo. Thanks, Gabo. Thanks, everyone. See you later. Bye, friends. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Mutants, Updates, and Unjumble Talk, recorded on Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Mutation. It is the key to our evolution. It has enabled us to evolve from a single-celled organism into the dominant species on the planet. This process is slow, normally taking thousands and thousands of years. But every few hundred millennia, Evolution leaps forward. Diving through the forest, looking for the door to the portal. Said it'll take me down a corridor. I'm ignoring the warning, storing importance. The cord looks source from ancient coordinates. Smells like musty mutants, trust me. I've been hunting bugs since the leaves started rustling. I must be getting close, yo, the scene is disgusting. Parasitic mutation, bleaching off the country. Grab a couple samples and defy their custody. Feeding gamma rays to the beast and peak velocity. Mutating awesomely. Priests, they don't want to me. Taking all the scraps that beat them to the lottery always evolving to defy the possibly these are the things that will scream irresponsibly feeling uneasy these genes get them off of me i don't mean to trip it am i mutating properly we are the mutants we are the mutants we are the mutants we are the mutants Unlock the lab, it's time to do this Breathing getting heavy, I can feel it in my arms But I can't stop now Mutation It's an art form, don't be alarmed If you see me looking odd when I'm out on the farm Spinning crop circles in your yard Reaching the stars, need a way to get across Got this little mutation Let's me hack key cards Seen looking like it came out the first three saws Flexing like Rex when I mutate the pre-cop Leaders trying to research this genetic seesaw Give me all the science and we'll leave you with the pre-slaw Riders believe they bleed these endorsements Turning scientists into terrorist supporters Gotta seize the spoils and release the spores It's time to forage through DNA lore So sink in a swim, silly Alice, take the pill and see We're all mad here, taking over your facility We are the mutants We are the mutants We are the mutants We are the mutants Unlock the lab, it's time to do this We are the
Spaces. <laughs> 